Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Welcome to Vegan Food and Living Simply Vegan Podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Molly Pickering. Yep, it's the Holly and Molly Show. Each week, we'll be ranting about vegan news, raving about new food launches, and responding to your questions on all things plant-based. I also chat to vegan chefs, experts, and influencers about everything from fermented food and nutrition to weight loss, herbalism, and seaweed. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Simply Vegan podcast. Hello. Hello, how are you? Hello, hello. Oh, not too bad. Uh, bit of a sore head this morning after watching the game. Yep, same here. I'm a little bit croaky today um, after all that shouting at the screen. And <laughs> yeah, I may have had um, quite a lot of Prosecco, so apologies. <laughs> apologies to all our listeners um anyway we've got loads to cover today there's there's loads going on in the news and um, we've had a few more questions from listeners which is amazing don't forget you can email us simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk with your questions um but first let's start off by talking about animal rebellion they've been kind of doing a campaign against McDonald's over the last few months. Um, In May, they set up blockades at distribution centres across the UK. Um, And throughout June and July, they've been encouraging people to stage something called Mook Sit-Ins, where basically uh, lots of campaigners get together and sort of fill the restaurant and eat Mm. a a vegan packed lunch, which I love. (laughs) Um, but I thought it was just an interesting one to explore kind of what, you know, what are your views on activism like this? Um, I mean, it's obviously like the backbone of all these movements, isn't it? Without activism, there isn't 
any change or there isn't any push for change. Um, I think, uh, is this controversial? I don't know. The aim that Animal Rebellion had, I think it was like four years for McDonald's to be completely plant-based. I didn't know whether that was a bit of a reach considering they haven't even got, you know, a plant-based burger yet. Um, So for them to change the whole business in four years is maybe aiming a little bit too high. But I suppose I appreciate the effort. What they did with the blocking was amazing. I think they stopped like all of the restaurants from getting their deliveries, which is just crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm in two minds about activism. I think there's an approach where you can be a bit too forceful and then it just puts people off. You know what I mean? And I don't think um, it obviously has it, it has its reasons, but I don't think it works for me. Yeah, I feel the same. I used to hate, even before I was vegan, I just, I used to hate sort of going into town and seeing people with all yeah. the po- posters and things because it would upset me. And, and yeah. I know that, you know, and the same as you, I, I support it um, as long as it's obviously not violent or anything like that, peaceful mm-hmm. um, protests and campaigns. But yeah, I think sometimes it does kind of... Um, encourage a sense of us and them um and definitely people don't necessarily engage with it it does kind of turn people off and and make sometimes makes vegans maybe look a bit extreme or mm-hmm. you know um but yeah it's you know like you say it is it is essential we're in a climate crisis and um you know we do need these people kind of pushing for change and um and you know sticking up for the animals as well because they obviously don't have a voice of their own so um yeah i i just love the the idea of the muck sit-ins and they they did one lo- <laughs> they did one locally to me and they you could sort of see there's like a picture of all the vegans sitting there with their little packed lunches it was really cute <laughs> i don't actually know if i've seen any pictures of that but that is just the most wholesome thing in the whole world i love it yeah just taking your own little packed lunch I yeah. mean, you've got to do that anyway at McDonald's because they don't sell any vegan food, but... Exactly, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really good. Okay, so moving on, uh, the Sun newspaper has picked up a study by UCLA which concluded that men men eat more beef and chicken um, due to kind of toxic masculinity. It was a study of 800 people and men who considered themselves manly generally eat more beef and chicken than women or men who consider themselves effeminate. So it's this belief that men need meat, which we have touched on before um, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you have vegan men in your life um well my partner's actually vegan um and he kind of was the one that sort of like inspired me to be vegan um I think that idea is just it it's obviously just a result of toxic masculinity anyway but it's just so backwards and there's so much evidence you know highlighting that the protein that is in animals anyway is just from the grass that they and you know the vegetables that they're being fed um so I just still, I just don't get how so many people are just so against it. We did a report um, a few weeks, or it might have been a few months ago, actually. Um, and it was like 73% of men who they interviewed would rather die 10 years earlier than 
stop eating meat. It's just crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, we we discussed that on the podcast. Um, And we did have an email actually from a listener who was an an older uh, vegan gentleman kind of sticking Mm. up for the for the guys. Um, It was really good to hear from him. So yeah, you don't want to kind of tar everyone with the same brush, do you? Because I think we're everyone's different. And, you know, some men might enjoy eating meat um, Mm -hmm. rather than feel that they're they're eating it because it makes them more manly. But um, obviously with studies like this and the one you just mentioned, there is still widespread belief that kind of this this you know meat protein is is essential but um, yeah yeah it really isn't okay so moving on to the next uh news story like i said there's loads of uh, vegan news this week bourneville dark chocolate buttons are no longer vegan the chocolate bars are but the buttons have had milk added back into them what is the point oh <laughs> what is the point if they touch the chocolate fingers i swear to god <laughs> uh, what is the point of adding milk into it there is just i just don't get it at all yeah i mean i i've never actually had the um the buttons of you i've had the Bourneville no chocolate. i don't think i have i don't think i have but that i just i just don't know i just don't get it just seems a bit backwards doesn't it when everyone's moving towards kind of you know dairy free and exactly more plant-based that they're kind of um yeah going the wrong way there so that's very annoying anyway this leads us nicely on to our review this week of the mummy meg's iconic chucky egg which is basically like a vegan cream egg Mm. um it was i think it was available at holland and barrett wasn't it and yeah i think a few other like little niche supermarkets, um, obviously around like Easter time. And then they did a Halloween one as well, which was like a green centre. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. They're now available at Asda all year round. They're £1.39. And it's a lovely company. It's like run by a mum and daughter up in Yorkshire, I think. What did you think of them? I wasn't the biggest fan of cream eggs anyway. I think they're very... Um, they're an acquired taste, but it tastes exactly like a cream egg. It's if that's what you're into, it's the exact replica, and you can get it all year round. It's amazing, and it's cute little packaging. And I just think the company itself is just such a great one. And the I think it's the mum. She apparently is just like this vegan wizard who just creates everything vegan. Everything she touches turns to vegan. Oh wow. <laughs> what a mum to have <laughs> I know isn't it that's what I want <laughs> um yeah I, they are quite sickly sweet aren't they like Cadbury's mm-hmm. cream eggs as well as um these ones that like you say they do taste identical um so yeah I I don't really have a sweet tooth so probably a bit um sweet for my liking they do do rocky roads which are amazing mm, so yeah rocky road Check out the Mummy Meg's website for those. We're waiting for a delivery of Over the Spoon Trifles, which are new, uh, uh, I think, launching in Tesco. So they're going to be good to try. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm a, I am well, I used to be a big trifle fan. Um, Gabriella and I sampled the Morrison's Trifle just before Christmas. Uh, <gasps> that was incredible. It was so uh, big. It was massive, like loaded. <laughs> with cream and custard and mm. yeah, so um looking forward to that one um well moving on we've got a couple of questions to answer this week so first of all from Maya we have 
a question about language, which I thought was really interesting. So mm-hmm. she's, she's saying, and thanks for flagging this up, Maya. I've noticed that you use words like normal when describing dairy versions of things. Don't you think you should change the language you use? It's so true, isn't it? We, we all do it. We're all guilty of it. Mm-hmm. We, we just, you know, rather than perhaps saying a dairy cheese yeah you kind of say normal cheese yeah obviously you know I guess hardcore vegans might point out that there's nothing normal about you know cheese that's made from cow's breast milk <laughs> exactly exactly it's hard it's quite weird isn't it because even though you know it's not normal it's just this language is just kind of inherited because it's been like obviously for us when we were growing up like that was the normal thing that you would drink so now when you leave it when you go to plant-based alternatives um you still kind of refer to it but she's absolutely right we do need to change it up um I have kind of been forcing myself to be like dairy based or meat based rather than as you said like normal um because like you said there's nothing normal about it yeah and it, it it kind of extends out to all sorts doesn't it like um you know when you say oh I'm being a guinea pig for something you know you're mm-hmm. kind of being a tester for it or should we be doing away with language like that and it, it is so entrenched in our society that is the norm but yeah it, you know times are changing so perhaps yeah we need to stop and think about how we're um you know portraying things definitely I think that in you know a few years it won't it's not going to be the normal anyway I think 10 years time it'll be the other way around you know you'd be referring to vegan milk as normal milk yeah or cow cheese cow cheese cow cheese is gross funny you don't say cow cheese do you but you say sheep's cheese you say cow's milk yeah but not cow cheese Anyway, oh dear, this is all going wrong today, oh, isn't it, God. Molly? We're, we're, we're very hungover and we're really sorry. Um, okay, so the next question was from Alice and she wanted to know why some drinks are not vegan, which is a bloody good question. And we've actually made a discovery, haven't we, Molly, mm. that we have been horrified. Furious. So, oh. yeah, so doing our, our research um, f- to answer this question, we've discovered that lilt is not vegan. It contains traces of fish gelatine. Well, even <gasps> even if I wasn't vegan, I would not <laughs> want fish in my can of... Fishy lilt. Fishy lilt. Yeah. Gross. No. I mean, when I first went vegan, I went to Pizza Hut. This is like pre-pandemic days. Uh, remember them? <laughs> sweet sweet days no cues oh Um, gosh yeah so I went to Pizza Hut and I was you know sort of like the the bright-eyed new vegan oh I'm vegan you know telling everyone Um, and the guy looked a bit nervous and kind of bought over uh, the menu for me like the special menu and it literally had like everything it was like um one of these like dietary menus so you know it had the list the a list of all the ingredients in every <laughs> single thing and you're kind of looking at it going oh god I just want something with a VG next to it because I uh. really have to like read all of this um, <laughs> but anyway yeah the um the drinks were not like the fizzy drinks were not vegan because of this fish gelatine it's just it's crazy because unless you like just unless you delve into it like you wouldn't know 
because I'm exactly the same when it comes to like fizzy drinks or whatever. I don't read the label um, no. because you just assume, you know, I don't, yeah. I'm not going to think that there's fish in this can. <laughs> what is the point? I love Lilt so much and I'm, I'm furious. Yeah, I used to love Lilt. I mean, I don't really drink a lot of fizzy drinks, but no. Um, obviously I do drink wine because I've just <laughs> told you that. Um, <laughs> Too much uh, of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, basically wine, beer and cider is not always vegan. When filtering the drinks, companies sometimes use things like ice. I think I'm pronouncing this right. Ice and glass, um, which is made from fish bladders and they also use gelatin and egg whites and things like that so this is to kind of purify the mm. alcohol so pretty gross actually who wants to be drinking something that's kind of gone been sort of uh, filtered through a fish bladder yeah it's gross yeah. I remember when I used to work at a pub and um, it was like a real ale pub and I was talking one day with one of the customers and they were just like they told me this that they were filtering beer with I think yeah, like fish bladder. No, pig bladder, I think right. it is. I'm not mm. it's just disgusting. Yeah. Surely there's something else. Just use an actual filter. You don't have to use the bladder. Yeah. I think <laughs> in this day and age, you know, it's time to do away with this, isn't it? And obviously there yeah. are alternatives because there's plenty of vegan uh, wine, beer, and cider out there. A uh, really good website is Barnivore, B A R N I V O R E dot com. And mm. basically, you can just kind of put in, you know, your favorite drink and see if it's vegan or not. I think they've got like 55,000. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, you're bound to find. Um, something there yeah um and obviously you know look out for anything that's actually labeled vegan um because a lot of them are labeling themselves as that now distilled spirits you're usually okay with so like gin brandy whiskey vodka um they're usually okay and another thing to look out for is honey so obviously some drinks might have honey yeah. in. um and yeah perhaps a topic of discussion for another day uh, as to why honey is not vegan um it's obviously an animal product um do you yeah. i mean some vegans do have honey don't they i have yeah, met a I, few yeah i again i'm not like the biggest fan of honey to be honest i think i'd only really use it in cooking if i was ever to use it but i just use agar- agave Am I yeah right? yeah agave syrup um maple syrup that's what i just use instead yeah, same here. Yeah, I don't um I don't miss honey at all. And I did actually when I was editing Simply Vegan magazine um mm. before it closed and became this wonderful podcast. Um, <laughs> we did we did have an article on it and the person that wrote it really opened my eyes as to yeah. what goes on and it is, you know, there is cruelty involved. So, yeah, definitely ditched the honey after that. So, um yeah, so that is why some uh Drinks are not vegan, Alice. And um, annoying that we live in a world where we have to check the labels, even for just having a glass of wine. Um, oh. But, you know, I think you get used to it, don't you? And you kind of get your favourite brands. Okay. Don't forget to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to Drink self. the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, up next, I'll be chatting to Danny Hatchard, who is an actor who starred in EastEnders, Our Girl, and upcoming drama, Ridley Road. He's a real breath of fresh air. A few, um, a few F-bombs in there. So, uh, yeah, just uh, 
take it with a pinch of salt. He's a proper sort of cockney, cockney lad. And he's, yeah, he's great. I'm really, really passionate about veganism. So um, yeah, have a listen. And myself and Molly will see you next week. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Shall we get straight to the questions that everyone wants to know about, which is what is it like working on EastEnders? It's good. I mean, it's a bit of a machine. It's not like any other production that you'd work on. It's uh, I recently just filmed a drama, four episodes long, um, an hour per episode. And we had a significant amount of time to film those four episodes. Uh, I believe about a period of three months it took to film those four episodes, but four episodes of EastEnders you could film in a week. Wow. So it's pretty so, intense. Um, yeah, it's hardcore. And, um, you know, there's a lot of amendments, people sometimes calling sick on the day, so we have to completely reevaluate the day and change things. There's been times where I've had to take other characters' dialogue on the day because they have, yeah it's, it's 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 a mental mental place to work but it's kind of like going back to training right uh i i loved it i loved it it was, it was brilliant and uh, i learned a hell of a lot from it and when i left it i had a whole new lease of confidence moving forward uh, and i genuinely genuinely believe that there isn't a job on this earth um creatively that i couldn't handle having done what I would probably consider the hardest thing to do, yeah. which is a soap. It's a, it's a nightmare, <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, It's a nightmare, but in a good way, you know, just like going to drama school, university is a nightmare. You know, it's hard. They work you to the bone, but you learn a lot. Yeah. So there's a real discipline to working in a soap. And I feel like there is a bit of a stigma um, regarding actors. That are in I don't like the word soap actors because it's quite, um, it's quite stigmatized and, you know, and I, and I don't believe in, you know segregating creatives in 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 that way um they're actors and they happen to be in a soap and um and i believe anybody that's had experience in a soap should be taken should be taken seriously because it's uh it's it's very difficult you know it's, it's not it's not easy over three years i did 350 episodes sounds full on um so were there were there other vegans on the show at the time I, I left EastEnders about four and a half years ago. So I actually became vegan, very uh, vegetarian shortly after I left EastEnders. And then, okay. and, then I, and then I became vegan after that. So when you were filming Our Girl, were you vegan on set then? I was, yeah. Yeah. So how was that? Because you filmed in South Africa, didn't you? Not actually in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. No, South Africa, Cape Town, we filmed. Uh, an amazing place to film. Everything there that you need. Um being vegan out in South Africa is surprisingly easy. Okay. Um, yeah, it's quite, uh, you know, South Africa, particularly Cape Town, is quite westernised. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's you, the, the people there have either completely broke or um, or have got a lot of money. And, uh, you know, people that have got a lot of money tend to, people out there you know they tend to kind of venture along the vegetarian diet out there you know it's it's quite it's quite an odd place but it's it's a it's beautiful place but yeah in terms of the poor side of things you know um uh i think i think 45 percent of people there are unemployed and then you know the other large percent it's, it's crazy it's a crazy place you know i'd come out of my apartment which was completely gated off 
because crime out there, as you can imagine, is is um, quite potent. And um, there'd be, you know, there'd be like, for instance, I'd walk out my apartment and there'd be like um, like a Bentley and a Ferrari showroom. But, and then there'd be like a mother begging outside for like 50 cent or something like 50 rand which is like the equivalent to like 20 pence or 50 yeah. i can't even remember but it's like next to nothing yeah and uh and you know it just seems like just seems bizarre it's a real bizarre place you know um but being vegan out there was really easy you know there was um there was quite a few vegan restaurants and uh probably more so than there was in london at the time Right, okay. Because yeah, significantly, I'd say the vegan world, like the vegan kind of, like vegan restaurants and and accessibility to and accessibility to vegan kind of you know food chain. Like say for instance, like you have got like Rudy's and then you've got like Temple of Satan and then what the Pitar and Pereza and all of these places. You know, they only recently opened over the past couple of years. Yeah. So they're really new. So, so you know, um, Cape Town was quite surprisingly far ahead, considering. Um, however, catering on the film set was was perhaps more difficult and probably more annoying. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was quite it was quite tricky to kind of navigate that right. because well, there was a lot of there was a lot of fears of cross contamination. I think because like there'd be like something that had been made particularly for vegans, but and then they'd have sloppy pork chops right next to it that they would dish up yeah. over the vegan. Oh. It's just like well, you're kind of defeating the object a little bit, and I felt like I was being a bit of a diva and a bit of a pest because I refused to eat it because yeah. I could see. You know, raw pork chops being slivered all over the food, and I was just like, "You can't expect me to eat that. I might as well just yeah. kill a pig and eat it." Do you know what I mean? It's just like it just seemed it just seemed contradictory, you know. I guess it's tricky with with those small spaces cooking in. You know, presumably they're sort of food vans and things, and like you say, you don't want to make a fuss, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to have to sit here eating something with meat juices dripped all over it. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I've just got to a point in my life now where, like, I don't ask for much. I don't consider myself a diva, but I do have, uh, you know, I live by the vegan lifestyle, um, and I don't like to call it a diet because I don't not eat meat because it's a dietary choice. I do it yeah. because it's a lifestyle, and um, so therefore, you know, I'm I'm quite firm about it, you know, and 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 I quite often express the fact that I'm pissed off <laughs> I don't know sorry if y'all can swear on this but <laughs> that's all right. I need a, it's the only way I can really explain how I felt you know yeah. and um and uh yeah some people don't understand it and I don't I don't expect them to but you know I I, I made my position very clear before I started the job and I don't think it's much to ask for you know cooking up some lentils and some vegetables and rice I don't think is all that hard you know no not at all so um you know I don't I'm not I'm not particularly fussy I just just don't want any animal products in my food that's about it really yeah what about things like um costumes you know I mean if you had to wear a pair of leather boots for example would you wear those yeah I mean I think it's considered upcycled isn't it so um I guess, I guess you can always, you as as a vegan, you can kind of it's bottomless in terms of how deep you go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you have to have faith in the fact that things are ever changing and it will get better. Um, you know, even now when I when I buy clothes, I buy upcycled clothes. Like I'm when I'm buying a lot of stuff from charity shops or like I'm 
buying stuff that's because it's just very difficult, you know, and and the vegan um, clothing world, it caters predominantly for women because mm-hmm. most vegans are women. Yeah. Which is bizarre, um, you know, because most men are an emotional bag of tits and love their dogs. And <laughs> and it's just, you know, and it's just, yeah, but yeah, they can't, they can't differentiate between, you know, a, a pig with an emotional maturity of a four-year-old child and a dog that's probably nowhere near as intelligent, you know. So it's just, um, I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. And in terms of buying vegan clothes, it's a nightmare. So um, so I just try to do things within my means. And if I buy a pair of trainers, which is I haven't bought a pair of trainers in a year and a half. I've just looked after the ones that I've got. Yeah, I do buy a pair of trainers and I can't find, you know, Vager's great because they've only just come out. But, yeah. you know, if, if I need to buy something and then I make sure that it's got minimal amount of leather in it. And, and I hate buying it. I hate investing. Like, I hate paying for that because then I think well you know am I considered plant-based or am I considered vegan it's like well actually this is this is you know vegan I think is your own personal definition because everybody has got everybody could argue about it until the cows come home well you can't do this you can't eat figs because figs aren't vegan because a wasp died in it it's like oh fuck off you know what I mean it's just like it's just like you you know it's just you can you can literally go on and on and on and on and on about it but I think I think the most important thing as a vegan is to do your best and to spread the message and to encourage people to try different things and eventually it will change you know and and it is, um, it is a, a, a significant pace, and and I'm very proud of the vegan movement and where it's going. And a lot of people are asking questions, uh, you know, and and I'm happy to answer them. And I'm very blunt with <laughs> the way that I talk about them as well. Yeah, it's, it's it's really refreshing. It's nice. I think you know you can feel the passion that you have. Um, I mean, I think the the vegan society kind of define veganism as far as you possibly can remove yeah. or avoid animal products. And the, the world that we live in, like you say, you know, um, people say, oh, well, some coconuts aren't, you know, they're using monkeys to get them out of the trees or olives. And, you know, you, you can't necessarily live your life, especially when you're working and, you know, the pace of life we're living in right now is never ending, isn't it? So you can't always yeah. make those, um, there's not always the option there. You talk, I mean, obviously I just said, you know, how passionate you are. Do you get involved with activism or anything like that? And do you think that kind of the hardcore activism works? I think it can do. Um, I think for me, um, I have to be selfish somewhat because if I end up with a criminal record, there's no chance of going to the States and working. As much as I would love to, um, go out there and break into buildings and expose exactly how um, absurd the you know um, animal agriculture is, especially the dairy industry. Yeah. Um. I I I, I, w- I would love, I would love to be able to do that, and I, w- I you know I'm a big fan of people like Joey Carbstrong and Earthling Ed and people like that, and uh, and 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 I follow them, and 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 I wish I could get involved and I could I could get involved but there would be um there would be there would be a potential a potentially huge sacrifice that I'm not in a position to take at the moment so therefore the best the next best thing that I can do is um promote veganism and encourage people who would perhaps never have considered uh, uh trying alternatives and 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 doing you know meat free mondays and stuff I think that is the next best thing that I can do. So I try to go down that avenue as much as I can. 
And then, you know, I guess one day when I'm an old partner, I don't give a shit as much. I probably <laughs> will start breaking into buildings and <laughs> encouraging people. So, you know, <laughs> it's probably where it's going to go. I'll join you. We'll go rescue the pigs and the cows. And- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it does. It break- I've got no I've got no qualms in sharing the graphic stuff on social media either, because I think, you know, ignorance is bliss, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, I think we need to we need to we need to open our eyes to exactly what's going on. And it's just people don't relate to the fact that there's no difference to a dog and a pig and a chicken. And, a you know, even even my dog recently is a, I've, I've recently switched my dog's diet over to a vegan diet now. So my dog's now vegan. Yeah, me too. What food is he on? He's on he's on um, uh, his name's Suggs. He's, he's over there. He's oh. snoring away like he typically does. But um, no, I use um, I use a, a, a dog food uh, company called Hound. Uh, okay. H-U-W-N-D. And it's a, a lovely lady called Jo. And I kind of followed their products for a little while and I reached out to her and I just said, hey, well, look, I'm looking to take my dog off of um, off of uh, raw food because he had always been on raw food because, um, you know, I see that it was contradicting my kind of my my lifestyle choice. Like I've I, I dealing with feeding him raw food and yeah. it was just it was really. And but at the same time, I wanted to. I know dogs are omnivorous, but I want it to be fair to the fact that he is a dog, you know? Yeah. And uh, and I thought, I'll I'll give him a go on it, and I'll see how it goes. And if he doesn't like it, and then I'll try another couple of things. And if not, and then I guess I'll just have to buckle and just deal with the fact that he just loves to eat dead animals, and that's just the way it is. Um, and he, I, I tried him on it, and he loves it. So that's great. So we're going to stick with that now. You know, his, his ass is horrendous. Um, you know, it's, 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 I mean, you know, typical on a vegan diet, all of a sudden you just become windy. Oh, no. Uh, you know, it's the windiest he's ever been. But, right. um, but my conscience is clear. Yeah. And, um, and actually, hopefully, you never know, I might be able to squeeze a, a little bit more time out of him yeah. because he's getting all of the necessary nutrition that, that, any living being needs yeah exactly yeah I switched my dog over because it it, it, exactly the same as you it was really bugging me it didn't sit well with me every time I was feeding him dinner and breakfast it was just I was just cringing having to have this in the house so finally switched well actually what the catalyst was that he had um pancreatitis and right. I was like, well, his, he's not doing well on this food. I need to change it anyway. I had a friend who'd researched it and she uses a brand called Yara. I think it's Y-A-R-R-A-H and it's like bio-organic vegan dog food. And he started on this dog food. He's had no stomach problems. He's lost weight. He's just honestly like a two-year-old dog again and he's 10 so amazing and I know um I don't know if you follow Lewis Hamilton he's sort of obviously very vocal yeah very vocal vegan um and he switched his dog over I think after his other dog died so um yeah it's you know they can really thrive on on vegan food 100% well the oldest dog I think ever documented was 27 I might have lied that is definitely in the late in the mid to late 20s called Brambles and she was a vegan. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I've done quite an extensive amount of research on it because, you know, it's getting all the arsehole sliding into your DMs trying oh, to give God, it a big yeah. and, You know, and it's just like, you know, and I like to get back at them with a few facts and make them look stupid, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then and then when I, say, when I send them a dog that's in the Guinness Book of Records that's eating more vegetables than this prick has probably eaten in his lifetime, it kind of makes yeah. him shut up, do you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of, uh, so, yeah. And he's, do you know what? His arse might stink a bit more, but his breath don't smell half as bad. So oh, okay. I feel that's a fair trade, actually. Yeah. Can't have it all. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, 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 his mouth's closer to me face than his arse, so that's all right. I don't mind that. <laughs> oh, bless oh, him. Yeah. Sugs. Yeah. Um, so yeah. When, you're, when you're sort of acting, do, you, do people ask you about veganism? Does it sort of, do you tell people, does it, if it comes up in conversation, do people kind of ask you lots of questions? Are they intrigued? I feel like, you know, this, this typical thing, and I'm sure you'll relate to it, is, um, you know, people always say, oh, you know, a vegan will always let you know they're vegan. It's just like, well, yeah, we have to. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, do you know what I mean? What do you want me to do? Wait until you dish me up a fucking sausage back? Do you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> yeah. before I tell you, it's just like, I have to tell people. And yeah. I'm also proud of it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know what I mean? So it's just, I've got no shame in that. And, you know, that's how a conversation always starts, really, is people go, oh, he's a vegan. And they try being, like, condescending. It's just like, well... Yeah, I'm one of those. Get over it. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then, they start asking questions about it. You know, typical ones. What about protein? It's in, you know, it's, yeah. what about you know? And then some of them that think they're intelligent will mention B12. And it's, oh yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh yeah, that B12, <laughs> the thing that you're probably more deficient in than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just you know, and it's just oh, you know, but cheese. And it's just like, oh yeah, that thing that's got the same compound as crack. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just, you know, people, you know, people try to trick you up and it's just like, I don't understand what their beef is. So sorry to, to, to use the pun, but I don't understand what your problem is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not hurting anyone. I literally ain't hurting anyone. I'm no. hurting less people than you are. <laughs> you know, it's just like, so what's your problem? And, uh, and you know, and then you get the odd person that will actually, um, you know, they, 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 they seem quite, you know, they seem quite interested and, you know, and they ask a lot of questions about, you know, well, what do you, what do you have for replacements with eggs? And then I'll I'll kind of write them down like a recipe of stuff that I use. I introduce them to new things like that we probably have in our in our daily lives, like nutritional yeast and seasoning. Because yeah. I don't know what it is with, with with the white predominantly white Western culture, but we think seasoning is just salt and pepper. Yeah, a bit of gravy or something you know on I mean? top. <laughs> yeah, it's just salt, pepper, or gravy like an octo cube and that ain't flavor do you know what I mean you don't like you don't like chicken you don't like beef you like the flavoring you like the the seasoning of it so yeah um so yeah when we have that conversation it's uh it's it generally always goes the way I, I imagine it will you know people you know I'm respectful of the fact that you know they're deciding to eat what they want to eat but I do say to them well look don't know unless you try you know, I, I always tend to encourage people to um, – I always think about the two alternatives. I always try and encourage people to try, and that's uh, – always. I always start with dairy uh, products, and that's, you know, switch your butter over to, you know, flora because that's pretty much all vegan now, just your flora original yeah. or your flora light. And, uh, and then I say, um, why not try different milks? And then I always point them towards Oatly Barista because it is probably the closest thing to normal milk and it, I think it's much creamier and much tastier. Yeah. Ever since I started having Oatly Barista, I 
genuinely don't have any sugar in any of my drinks anymore. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they'll all come back to me and go, oh, I tried that. Yeah, I think I'll stick with that now. It's like, well, good for you, actually. You know, good for you. That's brilliant. And then what it does as well is it starts encouraging them to kind of, you know, be a bit more adventurous and try different things. And um, and that's exactly what happened to my dad. You know, you, you would have met my dad a few years ago. You would have got, uh, he was just adamant that he just wanted to eat. And he loves animals and dogs as much as I do. And the next person, you know, and I pulled out the whole, you know, you, you pulled the whole thing out of the bag that he was con- contradictory and what he was saying wasn't reflecting, you know, what he was doing, you know. And uh, then we watched um, Game Changer. And and I love the title of that film because it it really is a game changer. You know, I've sat down with my dad, and uh, <laughs> there was a couple of points in the show that they made, and uh, I won't mention one of them because it'll embarrass him. But there was one in particular. Oh anyway, yeah, I remember that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't bloody know that. What? <laughs> I was like, yes, dad. Yes, it does last longer. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I was just, you know, and then he goes, oh, fuck, you know, we'll have to give that a go. <laughs> and then he did. And uh, and I introduced him to a load of new things. I cook for him whenever he's around there, but I always make an effort to cook him something different. And, and every time I cook him something different, it's always the next best thing he's ever tasted. So... So now he's 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 vegan. He hasn't eaten meat in about a year and a bit now. Oh my god, that's amazing! Well done. Yeah, yeah, I know he's absolutely smashed it. He's smashed it. So I yeah. love the fact it was that particular thing that converted him. That's a typical bloke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. you know, what would you expect? You know? yeah. Well, it hasn't. It hasn't worked on my husband. He's still sneaking. No, bacon. <laughs> no, he's still sneaking bacon into the house now and again. And then we have an argument ah, about right. it. And I'm like, "Why do you have to buy that shit?" And well, in ten years' time, when you look the same, and he's looking like a raggedy old prune, you start, <laughs> start thinking, "Oh, what's going on? What is this ain't right?" <laughs> exactly. I'll have to trade him in yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, which is totally reasonable. I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Danny, you are a complete breath of fresh air to talk to, I must say. Um, no, thank you. Just to finish off quickly, we're a bit of a fan of like a quiz here at the Simply Vegan podcast. We thought we'd just have a quick fire Q&A session if you're up for it. Okay, a quiz. Just a quickie. Oh, uh, God, okay. <laughs> okay, so it's nothing It's nothing too um, taxing on the brain, don't worry. So, right, let's okay. go. Favourite weeknight meal? Um... Come on, oh, come on, God. come on, come on. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, my chickpea wrap that I make. Sounds good. Worst vegan food you've ever eaten? I think I think I went to a restaurant once and I asked for a, I asked for a, a salad and, and and just whatever they wanted to put in it, beans, pulses. I just said, look, just make up a vegan meal and they gave me lettuce and tomatoes. Oh, no. <laughs> that was it. That is pathetic. Yeah, uh, it was pathetic. Best vegan junk food you've ever eaten? Uh, oh, oh, that's a tricky one. Um, Unity Diner. Anything in there. Okay. Is that I don't London? know if you've ever been. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's actually owned by Earthling Ed. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it's that Earthling Ed. Yeah. No, unfortunately, I'm in Dorset yeah. and we don't have anything cool like that down here. But if I go to London... Oh, no, that, that is the best place I've ever eaten. Yeah, okay. it's unbelievable. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, seeing as you work in the showbiz world, uh, who's your vegan celebrity icon? Uh, a very dear friend of mine called Peter Egan. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so he's yeah. an ambassador for Veganuary, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we both are, actually. Oh, are you? Oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, yeah, yeah. I'm actually doing a shoot with uh, Veganuary August 6th, I think. 
Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. So it should be cool. So watch this space. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. I don't want to think about winter. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no thanks. No, no, no. Let's get the, let's get the nineteenth out of the way. Start the summer. Exactly. Yeah, party time. Yeah. If you could convert one famous person to veganism, who would it be? I would probably say um, someone obscure like Vladimir Putin. Okay. <laughs> and the only reason why I'd say that is because uh, you'd be fucked to find vegan food in Russia. <laughs> And uh, and and I think it's really important to to acknowledge the fact that, you know, as much as in our Western culture, you know, we're actually moving in the right direction. It would be nice to see other countries do that as well. And considering, you know, he's a bit of a dictator, I think um, if he wants to be a dictator in the right direction, I ain't got a problem with that. That is a bloody good answer. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, you, no problem. You've been amazing. We'd love to have you back sometime. I know you're starting, you're filming Ridley Road at the moment. No, I finished that now. We'll have that on our screens later this summer. Is that right? Uh, yeah, pro- possibly September. It really depends on when post-production finishes. I know they're in the editing room now. So uh, once they finish editing and they've booked a slot with the BBC, I'm it's going to be prime time, um, so it'll probably be on once a week. Um, it better be BBC One prime time. I'm not sure what time, but um, yeah, uh, roughly September, perhaps a little bit later, I should imagine. But okay. yeah, watch your space. It's going to be good. It's going to be very good. Brilliant. We'll keep an eye out for it and support our uh, fellow vegan. That's fine. Well, thank you for having me. If you enjoyed listening to today's episode, why not share it with a friend or leave us a review on your platform of choice? We'd love to hear what you think. You can also email any questions you have to simplyvegan at anthem.co.uk or follow us on Instagram at simplyveganpodcast and at veganfoodandliving. Well, summer has arrived and Vegan Food and Living are offering a trial to their Plus membership, along with a copy of the magazine delivered to your home in recyclable paper wrap for just £1. You'll also have access to their digital archive, which features every issue of Vegan Food and Living magazine ever published, and you'll receive exclusive discounts with their vegan partners. Give Vegan Food and Living a go for £1 by going to shop.veganfoodandliving.com and entering the code SUMMERVEGAN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.